This CTN viewpoint is brought to you by Puppet. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. Welcome, listeners. This is Sanjog. All your host and the topic for conversation is Lean Back to Retain Customers. And I have with me Kirsten Guerin, who's the Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Information Officer with Bank of the West. Hello, Kirsten. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much. And I also have Jamie Armistead, who's the Executive Vice President and Head of Digital Channels with Bank of the West. How are you, Jamie? How's life and business? I'm great. Life and business are good. Thank you. Very good. So what we wanted to discuss today is just to set the stage that in today's competitive environment, retaining customer is key and businesses are trying to deliver new, improved and integrated experiences, both in the physical and uh, digital world. And this requires transformation. So usually organizations don't transform by choice since it can be expensive and risky. However, since the customer retention is at stake, they are now amenable to this idea. So, Jamie, what digital transformation activities are imperative to retain customers, which should be considered as a priority? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, there's really customer expectations are changing very, very rapidly. And we see that not only in financial services, but in kind of the everyday life. We're all using our mobile devices for virtually every aspect of our lives are somehow impacted by the mobile devices that we're carrying around. And that, so be it transportation and the use of Waze or the use of Uber, how we vacation and using Airbnb to how our millennials are mostly uh, communicating via Snapchat and Instagram. So, and those expectations are bleeding over into financial services. Customers just expect experiences to be that much easier, more fluid. They expect to be able to do everything on their mobile device. So we've certainly had a strong bias at Bank of the West over the last several years toward mobile. We definitely have that mobile first mentality. And I think there's a, from a customer perspective, you want to look at that full suite of capabilities, remote deposit, your full transaction capabilities. And increasingly, we're seeing more and more activity in product research and sales activity coming through mobile. So definitely those are key aspects of digital transformation. I'd say the other way to look at it, though, is from more of your company as a whole. So there's a difference between customer capabilities and digital transformation and the organization and what you're doing there. And that's another part that we've really tried to transform ourselves to recognize that digital is really forever. You're in this game forever. And building out the organizational capabilities, both within kind of the business side and the technology side, to be able to deliver on this on a sustained basis. Because let's face it, competitive differentiation in digital lasts about six months. It takes no time at all for someone to copy you. And when we look at what other FIs are doing, what's happening in the marketplace, we want to be able to copy the best ideas ourselves. And that's more about having the organizational capabilities in place. I might just tack on a comment if I I could. I think one of the things we try and do in our technology groups is spend a lot of time with not just our internal business partners, but with our customers. I think we spend a lot of time on best practices, what's happening in other industries, other banks, but there's nothing quite like spending time with our commercial customers, our retail customers, spending time in the branch to see what changes they're looking for. I think they want thoughtfully crafted new services and solutions and time to get used to the new experience. So that's been very valuable for our organization to really be out there with customers to understand what they're looking for. That's a fantastic response from both of you. So the very fundamental question here is what leads to customer retention? So Kirsten, if I were to come to you and say, if we are to really get a great branding or if you will, customer retention, is it when we consistently meet customers' needs or offer them a periodic wow experience? 
It's a great question. It's a good partnership we have with our business partners. Jamie and I talk a lot about this. And my goal is, of course, to provide a consistent, secure, reliable. We're in the banking business. Our customers want to feel comfortable that they know how to interact with us regardless of channel. So obviously, consistency of experience is kind of table stakes, basically foundation. I think it's certainly true that they're looking for continuous improvement, new features and services over a period of time. I think part of it is tell them what you want to deliver and deliver on time. And if you can delight them, terrific. But I think that the promise is to have a roadmap of continuous improvements that they're looking for. We've gotten some good credit. We do the, we have various programs in place that monitor voice of the customer, be it survey mechanisms, feedback mechanisms off of our digital properties. We're, we're monitoring what people are saying in social media. And those are all impacting and influencing what we bring to market. And one of the most satisfying things is when we've got somebody who's asked for something or made mention of a capability in social media. And we're able to, we deliver that. And then we get the positive reinforcement that says, hey, I asked about this and you guys delivered and I couldn't be happier. And that, and that extends out to their friends and their social network. So it's a key part of it. But I think it's a little bit both. As Kirsten says, it's consistency, it's the occasional wow, and it's the, continue, and it's the continuous commitment to delivering on the capabilities that customers are asking for. So, Jamie, when we look at all that you mentioned, and you mentioned that if there is a new technology or tool or something cool that has been offered, it has a life cycle or lifespan of six months and something else can be brought out or someone else can repeat or duplicate it. So what do you think seems to have the most impact? Is it an ongoing influx of innovative products or services, or would you fundamentally look at the improved service delivery or even beyond that, an integrated experience throughout the customer lifecycle, because we are not talking about point problems or point solutions. It's an experience, and the customer looks at experience across all touch points. Well, I think as Kirsten said, I think the consistency of the delivery of your services is the table stakes. You want to take that out of the equation from as a negative, if you will, and make sure that you're delivering consistency and that you have your capabilities there every day on time, and you're not impacting the customer negatively in, in any way. I would say over time, though, the expectations are moving more toward that integrated experience throughout the customer lifecycle. I think customers are more and more expecting us to know things, expecting that we understand them, expecting that we understand what accounts and the full breadth of their relationship. They may call in with a question or they have a question about something that happened on their checking account, but they fully want us to recognize that they also have a credit card with them and that, that they have a home equity loan with us, et cetera. And so their expectations have shifted. And I think some of it is that the integrated experiences that they're becoming accustomed to through the rest of their lives, where increasingly, be it Amazon, and you're shopping on Amazon, and they have your full purchase history, and they're making recommendations for you. So I, I think customer expectations are shifting, and it's more about that integrated experience over time. I want to add a perspective, though, because I think one of the things we talk often about is it's the right set of products and services for the right customer at the right time. So we've spent over, easily over $100 million just in the last few years on data analytics, particularly for across channels. How are customers using different channels? What services do they seem to use the most often? So it, it isn't, I don't think, a one-size-fits-all. What is the most important thing for a millennial might be quite different from for a baby boomer. And we really want to understand each customer and try and offer up a tailored customer experience. So, Kirsten, let's talk about innovation, which is customer-centric innovation. So if you had to have a consistent stream of such innovation, you have to listen effectively, and you should have fresh thinking and experimentation 
with a fail small, fail fast approach, which is the mantra which most organizations are trying to follow. Now, many IT organizations have already adopted this approach in their application development practices with uh, well-defined, managed, and automated workflow and processes. But in order to institutionalize innovation, don't you think this discipline must be applied to the rest of the application development supply chain, which could include infrastructure, configuration, automation, and security and compliance testing, or to put it more simply, say, finally adding the ops to the dev? Where do you think we are in this segment of the journey? It's, it's a big and a rich question. There's a lot to say about this. So DevOps, obviously, is a very hot area of focus for any technology organization in any industry. We've made great strides in digital, specifically, where we do have the, the closest true DevOps model, where we truly are doing continuous integration and testing, very frequent releases, smaller sets of changes, iterating with getting customer feedback. We have a different approach for different businesses, depending on what their roadmap, their strategic roadmap look like. Everybody's focused on from idea to launch, how can we create much, much faster cycle times? I would say here, while we have many different approaches, no one does pure waterfall anymore. As I talk to other CIOs, again, across industries or in financial services, we're trying to use the best practices from iterative development methodologies, if we can, across every single big project. So it might be something simple, like we iterate faster on business requirements, and we don't wait until it's all done. Or it might be daily check-ins, daily stand-ups. So there's different practices that I think help us create this faster cycle time. We, of course, have a private cloud. I think most financial services organizations probably have moved to an internal private cloud so they can provision servers faster, to your point about the ops side of this, not just the dev side. We're in a good place. In many cases, we use external cloud providers for specific sets of software services. So again, to your point, you've got from end-to-end process, you've got a faster cycle time. So there's a heck of a lot happening on this front. And Jamie might comment on the model we have in digital specifically. Yeah, I think the question kind of touched on some other aspects. Kirsten certainly touched on a lot of the technology side of it. The other pieces that we put in place early on when we started to make a more deliberate effort toward our digital capabilities was the partners around the organization that have to be in place to work with us to bring these things to market. Because we're a financial institution, because we're working in this space, heavily regulated, we have operational risk partners, we have compliance partners, we have legal partners that are all part of that delivery equation and evaluating and signing off and ensuring that everything we're doing is in a compliant fashion. So we align with those groups to have dedicated team members who really have an eye toward digital, understand what we're trying to do, and are there as partners trying to help us succeed and not the kind of the committee of no. So they really have a critical part of that equation. And I think it takes some time to transform those aspects of your organization as well. It's not, we can do a lot on the technology side and get down to where we have a software development lifecycle that's churning and more highly iterative, moving to agile, et cetera. But if you don't have the other pieces of the equation in place, you're going to set it, you're going to kind of fall back to a waterfall at the tail end and trying to get things out the door. I was just going to say, you, you talked, you started, I said it was a rich question. You started with innovation, though, and how we continue to make sure we have a stream of customer-centric innovation ideas. And there's a whole other part of our organization that is focused on that that we participate in. So we do a lot of sandbox, you know, we have sandboxes for fintechs. We go through a process of meeting with fintechs on a regular basis through some organizations we have in place. You probably know Bank of the West is part of a larger organization, BNPP, that we participate in annual hackathons so that we're here 
hearing from firms that are actually pitching very specific solutions that can make sense for our customer base, retail largely, and, and some commercial opportunities as well. So we have, we're lucky. We're here in Silicon Valley. We have big parent company that's doing interesting things around the world. So we have all kinds of different ideas to, to sift through and figure out what might make the most sense for our customers and are continuing to test and learn in addition to this consistent uh, roadmap of improvements that we deliver for our customers today. Now, to that end, when we are speaking about innovation, we, we of course, you gave ideas about how you are working towards those areas. Now, at the very basic level, would you think like configuration management or automation? These are some of the core things which we have to put in place so that we have a predictable foundation for digital transformation. So how much value do you place in something like that? It's absolutely critical. The speed, you, the last thing you want is to have a terrific idea, speed through your dev process, and then not be able to implement successfully or test quickly and get product to market. So again, I think from a financial services perspective, we've tread slowly or, or walked slowly towards full cloud. So doing internal cloud so that we do this internal provisioning and mimic a lot of what external cloud providers do on the configuration and the testing and the launch front. We've done very successfully. Our cycle times use used to be months. Now there are days, in some cases hours, for digital because we have a, an environment that's stable. We're able to do that, get that cycle time down to hours because it's not changing. So I think that's probably the most important aspect of being able to truly automate uh, the operations side of the DevOps equation. Let's take a quick break, listeners. When we come back, let's discuss service delivery performance and how it can be optimized to help with customer retention. So please stay tuned. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. Welcome back. So let's talk about service delivery performance. So Jamie, we know that the service delivery performance is critical to brand loyalty and customer retention. And we know that performance leakages occur when we are not adopting processes and process-related changes quickly enough. And we know that employees remain consumed in manual and unnecessary work instead of focusing on the core and important tasks. So what do you think are the other factors undermining service delivery and how should service delivery be optimized to help with customer retention. Well, I think you've, I think you've sort of waded into the heart of the matter at, at any regional bank. I know in talking with different peers across the industry, we all struggle with this in part because there's so much that goes into service delivery for our customers and 
so many of us have legacy systems that we're trying to modernize. We've made more progress in digital and our digital channels area than we have in some other areas of the bank. And I, so I think you need to look at where are you having a, the most immediate customer impact. I think digital was obvious to us when we started that journey four years ago, and we've really done a great job modernizing our solutions there. But I'll pick on our branches at this point, have some challenges. And I think if you're a customer who's standing in line and completing, you know, trying to complete a transaction for whatever reason that you're in a branch, I think you should be using digital. But if you're there watching the banker kind of fumble between screens and have to switch between applications, then that type of experience is frustrating both for the banker and for the customer. So if you did it, you looked at it and said, okay, time study of where I'm most impacting my customers, I think you could come up with a pretty short list of where you need to focus your attention. But I think we're in good company. I think it's a it's a journey, and we've got a lot of work that's been done on sort of heat mapping where our systems are kind of most critical need in terms of modernization. And we're getting after that now, and we're on. It's just a it's something that doesn't really end. It's just part of how you manage the operation, and you look for where you, where you're going to have the biggest impact. I would add frictionless is the mantra these days. Frictionless employee work experience, a frictionless customer experience. You know, where are those? Where is the heat? Where is the friction that we need to eliminate? It's interesting because we've been after it, called different things, re-engineering and productivity work for the past decade. But there's a real acceleration of the work on this front because of some of the technology products that are out there. I know, of course, we spend a lot of time talking about robotics these days, but there's many other business process management, customer relationships management. There are a lot of other software tools that are accelerating, I think, better service delivery internally and externally. But I'm interested in the second part of your question because we spent a lot of time talking about what are the other things that help our employees focus on customer and that service delivery experience? And I think it has a lot to do with culture and our incentives, our recognition program, our communications programs that are really all in support of customer first. And that's something that the bank has focused on for its 100-plus year history, and it continues to be a focus with our new CEO. I think that's just as important as advertising and communicating to our employees what the roadmap for these frictionless experiences look like. Interestingly, Jamie, when we take a snapshot of how the service delivery is being done, and that is great, we can optimize it and go to any degree in terms of making it frictionless, as Kirsten mentioned. Now, since we are trying to do this digital transformation and you want to bring new ideas and new ways of servicing customer, that's a disruption to that snapshot. And now, if you don't adopt that process quickly or your people don't adopt that, those process-related changes quickly, that's where the leakage happens. So is the focus on just keep doling out new things and on the other hand, offsetting it? We know that it's going to otherwise offset any value that you're creating with new because of the leakages. How do you prevent that leakage? Well, I think it's where you're making your investments. I mean, there's there's the customer-facing aspects of it that are highly visible and the things that we spend most of our time talking about. But the, the flip side is we're making equal investment, if not more investment, right now in the systems that our employees are using to service our customers. So you can't look at friction solely through the lens of the customer experiencing the friction. If your employees are experiencing the friction, that's a problem. We need to acknowledge that we're in an industry that has relatively high turnover rates at the base level. So 
you're looking at tellers, you're looking at contact center, and that's not unique to financial services. Any kind of industry that has a contact center based uh, a component to it is going to have a degree of turnover. If you look at how at the complexity of the systems that we expect people to become proficient on before they can actually service customers, that time to proficiency is real hard dollar cost. So if you can look at your associate facing systems and deliver better experiences there and take friction out of the equation, have less siloed platforms for them to use to service customers across different account types, that type of friction is an important part of that delivery equation and taking that performance leakage out that you're referring to. That's a large part of how that's coming into play. Kirsten, if you were to map the type of the tenets, if you will, of integrated customer experience across physical and digital realm and map them to where they would actually increase the customer retention, what would they look like? I think what's most important, we talked about it earlier, is a very consistent experience. So whether you're sitting in front of your laptop, you're traveling and you've got only your smartphone, whether you're in the branch talking to one of our customer service staff members, you should feel that doing a deposit, a withdrawal, fund transfers, your basic transaction, it works the same way regardless of what channel and who you're interacting with. It is probably the most important thing that you feel like you understand how to navigate all of your products and services offered by Bank of the West across channels. And that, again, omni-channel, it is the holy grail for service organizations across industries. But clearly with banking, when you talk about the ones that are foundational, it's those that you're doing each day, each week, each month. And Jamie, what core processes do you think we should set in stone and automate to eliminate daily fire so we can focus on this integrated customer experience? Well, I would say, fortunately, I don't know that we're in the daily fire mode. So that's, I don't know that I have anything that, that's immediate. Kirsten mentioned some of the robotics. I think we're looking at, in terms of that, go back to the friction. I mean, we're looking at that as, uh, if you call it a daily fire, it's not really, it's just more of the ingrained friction in some of today's processes that where we think some of the robotics that are, are sort of opportunities to address that in the short term, if not full system replacements and such that take much longer. And would you automate certain areas of the processes so that time is saved and your same people can do more? Yeah, anything that one of the core elements that Kirsten mentioned, our investment in customer data, that's really a key component to all of this is that consistency of customer data across the systems and platforms. So if you can eliminate any need for that re-entry or ensure that they've got the visibility of the full customer relationship, then the bankers are spending more time on the quality of the relationship and the quality of the conversations that they're having with customers and less on the pure transaction side, less work in terms of accessing multiple systems through the account opening process, what have you. So taking those points of friction out, customer data is a key part of delivering on that. And Kirsten, when we look at integrated experience, they are, of course, going to provide you great performance and great seamless or frictionless experience as you have used as a term. Now, we also want the nimble approach to such experiences because you will have some customization required for a certain set of customers or certain branch or maybe giving the local responsiveness. How do you make it integrated and also at the same time keep nimble? I think Jamie got to the heart of how we're trying to do that. And it's really, there are two ways. One is still high touch. It's knowing enough about these customers and we've automated enough of the routines so that we can use our customer service staff time to reach out personally. And again, that's been our greatest advantage at Bank of the West is uh, the ability to touch customers and create that kind of emotional connection to be sure that we're offering what they need specifically, that personalized experience. But the other thing is data mining. So through the process of doing all these normal transactions and mining that data, it becomes clear to us 
that there might be other products or services that would better meet the needs the customers are interacting with. The way we offer that up might be through online. It might be through any one of our digital channels, or it might be through a person. But I think really that nimbleness is data mining quickly, as close to real time as we possibly can to see how our customers are interacting with us and where they get stuck. Jamie, if we were to look at leadership and organizational culture, we know all of that that we are talking about here may not happen when we don't have these two areas covered. And also, besides having that leadership and culture in terms of the quality, we also need to give some breathing room to the very people who are supposed to not only just come work tirelessly from nine to five or nine to nine in many cases, Instead, they get the time to sharpen their saws and execute on the strategies, which would lead to this effective customer retention. Well, there's a lot to that. And sort of the leadership change and organizational changing your culture does not happen overnight. You know, I think what we're trying to do at Bank of the West is focus on a more collaborative culture. I think Kirsten mentioned getting closer to the business side. We've been fortunate to have a, a, a really good partnership between our digital channels organization and the technology team that supports us. And that's a model that it, we'd like to extend to other areas of the business where it, it's a feeling of partnership that business isn't working in a silo and then shows up with in a waterfall fashion with a set of requirements and to technology and cascading that way. We've got to be able to break that down. We've got to be able to have technology at the table, understanding where the business is trying to go, really helping figure out how to get there. I'd say on the flip side, significantly increasing the technology acumen that's resident in the businesses is part of that cultural shift. That won't happen overnight, but I jokingly told a a large audience at Bank of the West uh, that you should focus on hiring more engineers into your businesses and less finance majors. And I think that would go a long way. And that may be something that happens kind of at the ground up, but we need to have that technology acumen in, in our businesses so that we're able to communicate and really dimension these things because there's no shortage of ideas out there. It's, it's the speed with which we deliver them that uh, is going to be the gating factor. I would tack on, because I, I agree there are kind of a couple aspects, but it's on the innovation front, just to tack onto that again, working with these accelerators and the fintechs, getting these hackathons, getting as many of our folks involved and hearing the ideas that kind of what's their appetite for what the future holds and how rapidly it's changing and encourages our business folks to learn more about emerging technologies. And with the promise that while we might be moving at a measured pace, there's some very cool things that are ahead in our future for our employees and for our customers. I think that's really important. But the other part is the back to culture and leadership. It's top down and bottom up. So if you set tone at the top that we are a customer-oriented organization, that we celebrate delighting customers, that we highlight those examples and listen to our customer-facing staff members each and every day and that they have as many good ideas as we do in corporate headquarters, that's really equally important and have incentives and recognition programs aligned. Once again, thank you so much, Kirsten and Jamie, for sharing your thoughts and insights about how organizations can lean back, rethink innovation, service delivery, and integration as part of digital transformation and achieve effective customer retention. It's our pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And listeners, I invite you to find related conversations on our website at ciotalknetwork.com. This is CTN Viewpoint on CIO Talk Network. This CTN Viewpoint is brought to you by Puppet.